Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, My Broken Hallelujah. I'm Missy Reed. And on this episode, I thought I would just kind of stop by and check in and see how everyone is doing. Being on a podcast or hosting a podcast, I guess I should say, it's always me on the other end of the mic kind of telling you my story and what's going on and where I'm at and this day or that day. So I thought I would just check in, see how everyone's doing. It's getting a little heavy out in the world. (laughs) I think we can all agree it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on, Democrat or Republican, our world, our country is broken and it needs fixing. And maybe some of the people that are in office right now are not necessarily trying to fix it. My own opinion, I understand not everyone's going to share that and that's okay. But with that being said, there seems to be some battle on every front and it can be a lot. It can be a lot. It can be overwhelming. It can be depressing. It can be just annoyance. Like there's things that you just think are common sense that don't seem to be common sense anymore. There's a political correctness of level that nobody can live up to. Honesty seems to be going out the window and you kind of just find yourself standing going, where, where am I supposed to go? Lord, what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me? How do you want me to pray? And I find myself seeking people who are kind of on the front lines of that, who are praying for our country, for the Lord to come. And it's Dutch sheets with his give him 15. If you don't know that, I highly suggest that you either watch that every morning on YouTube. He's even got an app, download it. You can read it from there. He does something Monday through Friday and usually leads a prayer for our country. And he, his brother, Tim Sheets, who is a pastor of a church He has some great prophetic insight of what God is up to and what is coming. Chuck Pierce is another really good one. Amanda Grace is another really good one. And there are several I listen to um, that really help not only just kind of lead you in the direction you need to go as far as how to pray for the country, but there's also... Uh, Arlene Westerhoff, who helps just kind of speak into you prophetically of what the Lord is wanting you wanting to do for people specifically. So I think you just have to seek out the ones that are tried and true, and all of those are tried and true. And that doesn't mean that you have to like every single one of them. You may listen to them and not like them at all. And that's okay too. Find the ones that you know are tried and true that speak away and in a language that you can relate to. And that's offered a lot of hope. I will say there has been many prophetic words for a shaking coming, another big shaking coming to the United States in September, I think is when it's projected to start sometime in the fall. So, I don't know what all that means or what all it looks like, but when the Lord tells you that there's going to be a shaking, it's probably not going to be something small. I know personally, I've prayed into and asked the Lord, 
how do we prepare for that? What do I need to do? And the reply was make room. And I just kind of got the feeling that was make room at the table, whether it be opening the doors for more people for to come to dinner or hosting an in-home Bible praise and worship study, whatever that looks like. And that's, you know, what we will do. That's what our plan is. So I would encourage you to not get in fear, number one, because every word that is given with the coming shaking is also that trust in the Lord, get yourself in the word, get yourself familiar with the the absolute character of the Lord and know that this country is anchored in God. So that's been somewhat encouraging that because after the shaking, you know, comes a restoration. And so you just kind of have to hold on to that. Again, I don't know what the shaking is. I don't know what that means. I, um, you know, could have 50,000 ideas of what it means and it won't mean anything. So, or none of it will be right. So (laughs) I just know for me personally, that was the word that was given to me. And before we go any further, if you hear thunder in the background, we are having a pretty good thunderstorm rolling through right about now. And I could have waited to do the podcast, but I just decided not to. So anyway, also wanted to ask if anyone has any experience with fasting or if you're being called to fast. I know personally about a month ago, the Lord spoke to me that I would be entering my fasting season, which if I'm being honest, really kind of threw me off a little bit. You guys hear the thunderstorm moving in. It's pretty cool. It's one of my most favorite things. I've got the blinds open so I can just watch it roll through. Anyway, back to the fasting. So when the Lord spoke that to me, I was really surprised. I I understand the concept of fasting. I've done two or three day fast. I think I've even one time did a two week fast or a week fast or something. It's It's very few and far between. I also did a very specific 30 day fast and I'm not, I broke it a day early and the Lord said not to break it until the next day. And I was, I just did and for different reasons, but, um, I'm not really sure what all came from that fast because I felt so convicted that I didn't really pursue and ask the Lord and I just kind of let it go. If I would have just gotten quiet before the Lord and repented of not doing what I felt he called me to do, I probably would have got a lot of insight. And instead, I just I felt condemned by myself. It wasn't something that the Lord was saying or doing. But anyway, if anyone out there has fasted and and you have more insight, I would love to hear it. If you've got pointers, I would also love to hear that. I I have started fasting two days a week, and the Lord gives me very detailed instructions for those fasts for that the very day that I'm fasting. You know, He's told me which two days to do. 
And then also usually that morning, um, when I pray or, or really if I should have this, you know, it's a liquid. I don't get any type of chewable food, but I am getting protein shakes and stuff like that. So that is something that came from him that I was very specific when I asked and he answered. So I know during this season, and when he said season, wait, let me just tell you this. So when he said season, do you want to know what the first thing I did when he said you're entering your fasting season? I Googled how long is a season? <laughs> I kid you not. Like, were we going to talk like, are we basing this on seasons of the year? Like what, like what exactly is a season? <laughs> and it turned out a season is three months. For me, that's what I prayed. And I felt like that's what he was saying. So I know that things will change right now. I'm doing two days a week and I know that things will probably change and the days will probably increase and that's okay. You know, these first few weeks have been uh, a learning curve. And if anyone again has any tips, I have done some research I, I've really, the first day I was very, very whiny. I did not do good at all. Um, and I'm getting better. You know, I, I've, I've managed to do my very first day probably without whining. And I realized that it, it's just, you are going to hit a place where you're uncomfortable because you're so used to not being uncomfortable. Food allows a certain comfort. Of course, it's something that you need and, and to sustain life and, and all of that. But there's also the comfort aspect, at least for me, that food brings. And when you're fasting that, you have to be uncomfortable and you have to be willing to let that go. But one of the things I found fascinating is during the research, what I found was that fasting is actually mentioned over 50 times in the Bible. So you have everyone that fasted from Jesus to Moses to David to Esther and actually Mordecai and, and all the Jews, Elijah, the disciples, even John the Baptist and his followers, and even the Pharisees. It it even says in there that they had, they fasted. So it's, it's all throughout the old and new Testament. And I always knew, I guess to me, I always thought that fasting would someday be a requirement at some point for, you know, not necessarily do the 40 day Jesus fast. Although some of us are called to do that and that's okay. That's great, but not everybody is. So I thought that, or I understood it, I guess, that eventually at some point you will in your Christian life have to be called to fast, whether you're needing to get a breakthrough or you're needing something um, to change or the, the Holy Spirit to move in a different way. And I didn't realize until I started doing the research that fasting was never commanded. It was never said, you have to do this. And this was especially from Jesus. And in fact, Jesus's disciples never fasted while they were with him. We do know by the gospels that they did in fact fast and pray. And 
that's another thing that I found when it mentions fasting, it's always they fasted and prayed, whether it be for repentance or just help in battle or personal repentance or like when Moses was on the mountain and went 40 days and 40 nights without food or water because he was in the presence of the Lord. So that, uh, you know, of course he was praying. That's when he got the Ten Commandments. <laughs> but I also found that to be pretty, pretty amazing. And I, I am having to really change my mindset on what fasting is. It's, it's not a hunger strike. I read this on one of the things that I found that it's not a hunger strike between you and God. And that's kind of how I looked at it. I, I kind of looked at it like, God, you're kind of asking me to go on a hunger strike here. And that's really not what I have found is that I, I do hear from the Lord better when I'm fasting. There's always some type of spiritual warfare before a fast. Not, not a lot, but there are some. Another thing that I found is what fasting actually does is it shows you your true condition, your brokenness, where you need to repent or where you need to let things go and what God is trying to do in you for whatever reason, whether you need healing or you need to let go of some things or if you carry some anger and some bitterness if it's something that he is also preparing you for a ministry, I've seen a lot of times people fasted in, in the word before they went out into the ministry. And I just, I find that fascinating and painful. So again, <laughs> I know I've said it like three times. No, I'm kidding. I really, I don't think there's any way to get past some of the pain and the uncomfortableness. I think that when God calls you to fast, that there is a very specific reason, and there are probably many things that he wants to to deal with. You know, it's the refiner's fire is how I look at it. Now, at the end of my fasting season, I may come back and do a whole podcast and says something completely different. And it may be something that I find during my fasting season that I don't know at this moment in time. And, you know, that's okay. I, I kind of really look forward to that. Thankfully, I have my husband who is very supportive and is very, very kind to me while I'm fasting. <laughs> And I have my one of my best friends and my spiritual mama to help walk me through and answer a lot of questions for me. So, and I have a lot more that really I've just kind of been praying about and and waiting to hear for the Lord to lead me into what it is all about. You know, it can. I'm I'm hoping maybe. I don't know, maybe deeper prayers, just a more connection with the Lord, more intim- intimacy with Him. I've seen a lot of people say that they got that from fasting. So I'm, I'm excited and I'm nervous. And, you know, there's always that part of you that doesn't want to, to fail, that you want to complete this and get to the other side because you want to see what God was trying to do. You want, to see what it 
really is. Like there's a reason why he calls you to this. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's I, you know, again, at the end of my season, I may get on here and tell a whole different story. (laughs) And so you guys keep me in your prayers because my season is not over until the end of September. And I have a feeling that things will change and go from one way to another. So we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, just wanted to pop in, wanted to check on everyone, tell you, keep your head up, know that, get yourself in the word, get yourself prayed up, get yourself in a, in a church or a group that will help walk you through this next, I don't know, year, two years. I I really don't know how long it will last or after the shaking, what the aftermath will be or what the shaking even is. So I know that we do need to be getting ourselves really right with the Lord and really, really embedded in the word. There has been many prophetic words about the great falling away. It's even in revelations about people. And I seen a study where people have recently, sorry, where most Christians don't even follow the war, the Lord anymore. They've walked away from the church. And I think a lot of that is due to a lot of different religious stuff and from not being grounded in the word yourself. While church is fantastic and I absolutely think you should go and be a part of one. I know for me personally, we're starting to visit local churches where we live and to get ourselves established. I think it's very, very important, but that can never take the place of your personal relationship with Jesus. You can read the same scripture as me, and we will both get something different from it. And it, you know, if you only have 10 minutes, then, then give the Lord your 10 minutes, give the word your 10 minutes. And that will probably do more for you than you could ever imagine. I last week I told you about a Bible study where you could read the word, the complete Bible in a year and it's never more than four chapters at a time. And that's literally 10 minutes, sometimes longer, but still within 15 minutes you can get those four chapters read. And there's usually always something that will stick out to you that you can write down quickly and just meditate on that all day long. So I think that if you take simple steps like that, I think if you say reading the whole Bible in a year can be intimidating, but when you look at the plan and you see that sometimes it's four chapters, sometimes it's two chapters, and you just pray for the Lord to give you insight and what he wants you to take away, then I think you'll be surprised at how really easy that is and how much you'll start to look forward to it. I know I have to stop myself from reading ahead because I get so excited and I just love the stories and the history and everything. So, and it doesn't mean to say that I don't go in other areas of the word to study on, on other things that I'm praying about because I absolutely do, but to follow the plan, this is what it is. And you'll, I know for me, I find myself giving it more and more time every single morning. And some mornings I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, and I can almost picture the whole scene in my head. So I just, I want to encourage you to do that. Get yourself in the word, 
build yourself up, get to know the character of God, get to know Jesus. And I think that you'll be able to withstand whatever's coming because if it gets darker, we do have to be the light. We have to be the salt. So the only way we can do that, I believe, is being anchored in the word. And maybe we'll have a great coming back. I personally have had dreams about the end time harvest and it's going to be massive. So we definitely want to be those people who can help pray people in, who can help love people in. We don't sugarcoat. We tell the truth. We preach the gospel as it is. The gospel will preach. Let me tell you, we don't need to sugarcoat it for anybody. We do need to to deliver it in love as Jesus did, but we don't need to sugarcoat it. He didn't either. So anyway, that's just kind of where I'm at. Love to hear what everybody else is doing and how you're doing. I know it gets heavy praying for you. You guys pray for me. And I'm going to go watch the lightning and this gorgeous thunderstorm that's rolling through. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.